to another episode of the Straight Fire Podcast with your host Monique and Niles E. How's things going this evening, Monique? Things are going pretty good, Niles. How are you doing? I am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> you just getting your swole on. <laughs> exactly. It's like uh and the closer the quarrel gets, it's like I'm feeling it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I digress. <laughs> we can we can talk about that for a while, honestly. <laughs> but Don't get that, me started. <laughs> but other than that, pretty good. Uh, enjoyed this week's episode. We'll talk about it in just a sec. But yeah, yeah, yeah I I'd say on a scale of one to ten since we've been doing our reviews. This one, I'm honestly going to say, starts because it started out slow. It picked up the pace a little bit at, and towards the uh, middle and end, obviously. But because mm-hmm. that's slow and like kind of probably like, where is this going? I, I had to give it not a low score by any means, but it's not, it didn't reach the high marks in the past couple episodes. So I gave it like an eight, uh, like a, around that range there. Fair enough. Fair enough. I gave it a nine. Uh, I I liked that it was, you know, just storytelling. You know, I, I, I like it. I feel like we were kind of catching up a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So before we dive in, we did want to uh, hit upon uh, one thing that you brought up to me uh, last week after the show. So apparently there's a new book out. And it's coming out. I will let you take the reins on that because you have more info on it than I do. So, all well, your I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have any info on it. Um, I just came across something online, and uh, surprise, there's a new book coming out. It's October twenty fourth, I believe, um, and it's going to be uh, Rise of the Dragon, and it's just a continuation of this Targaryen history. So, where Fire and Blood leaves off, Rise of the Dragon just picks up. So it's just a continuation of it. But I had no idea. And I, I guess, like, it was just, like, it, it, he just kind of dropped it. Or is dropping oh. it. I guess, I don't know, like Beyonce. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, that's pretty quick, too, when you think about it. Because it's, like, October 24th of this year. It's like, oh, Okay. Um, yeah, how long has he been working on this, and why is he not working on Winds of Winter? That's what I want to know. I'm wondering if he's doing it to kind of sync up with uh, the show. You think this conspiracy theorist on me is thinking that? I don't know. Maybe he's just blocked, and he's kind of written himself into a corner, and he's just you know. Yeah, I don't know, stretching his brain, working on the Targar- Targaryen history. <laughs> I, I really couldn't say. I, I recently saw a TikTok of, um, it was George R. R. Martin and Stephen King. I don't know what they were doing, but they were on a stage together. And George asked Stephen, how the hell do you write so fast? <laughs> and it's it's funny because even he's like, yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't written anything in a really long time and I'm doing a bad job at it. And we have other people who are like constantly turning out quality work. So. Just turning it out. I, 
yeah, I think he's just got a, maybe a blockage on, on that series because other stuff he seems to be fine with. Well, sometimes, yeah, I mean, it's best to, like, uh, don't rush it because you want to make sure that you're coming up with quality material, so. Oh, right, yeah. no, this has been, this has been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> long, long time. But again, that's something that I can just go on and on about for a very, very long time. Um, but that's all the info that I have on it, and I'm going to be picking it up for sure. It's already got the pre-order going, so another nice. book to add to the list. <laughs> I still have to catch up with through the main line first before I get there, so you are definitely yeah. ahead of the, the game from that standpoint. <laughs> oh, not, not by much. You'll get so, there soon enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I plan on this extended uh, vacation I'm about to take to... Mm-hmm. Delve into that there a little bit and catch up on my reading slash audiobooks and like really dive in to some other stuff. So looking forward to it. So without further ado, let's just jump right into this latest episode. And like I said, we just gave our recent our, uh, review scores. Let's just kind of. Uh, so, uh, no, uh, let me do this. You want to go in order of how the episode went, or just went with? Yeah, let's go with shocking. Yeah, let's uh, just go by like scene. Let's go by. Let's start to finish. Let's let's give okay. it a show. Just roll it through. <laughs> first things first. My well, I won't say my guy, but as we had mentioned on last week, whether they would slow walk Auto back. I mean, he's back. Like, there's no. No um, slow burn, no nothing. It's like, all right, he's back. He's established. There's like no, like, oh, mm-hmm. me come back. So that's the first thing I had written down right from jump. It's like, you get right at the beginning. He's back and like has established himself as the hand. Like there isn't even any like, should he be here? Nothing of that sort. So I want to get your take on that. On did you like that? And did you kind of like, eh, or like, eh, I can take it either way. Me, I was kind of wanting the slow burn to kind of see the looming possibility of him coming, mm-hmm. but I'm not a, I didn't have a problem that he was back. So just what you're taking on that. That smug son of a bitch. <laughs> I, you know, I was, <laughs> I was expecting him to be back really quickly only because the series is just proven himself to be this spineless. Like he can't really think for himself. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. He needs that person there to kind of oh, go yeah. to. How, what do you think of this? You know? So I, I'm not surprised that he was back right away. He's got to get someone in there quick. I, I'm, and I knew we all knew it was going to be old Otto. We knew oh, yeah. he was going to wiggle his way right back in there into the king's good graces. That's his buddy, you know. Now, now I will say, and this may come as a shocker to you, by the end of this episode, and we'll get there. I do have some sympathy for the king after just seeing just the ignorance that's being laid out right now. It's like you know what. The dude didn't deserve this. What's going on with him? And like, we'll get to it. But it's like, damn, I this sucks. I'd hate being king right about now. It's like, right. what? 
what upside is there in being king other than like there isn't yeah it's like oh my gosh this is just a terrible life he's lit having to live right now so uh yeah but he is the head he yeah and he's just in the middle and he has to calm everybody down he's gonna jump in and he can't do that anymore this guy is literally falling apart and Mm -hmm. no doubt he wants to die knowing that the the realm's gonna be at peace and there's gonna be smooth transition of power but that's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so next scene that i had john down i I guess you could call it kind of like a funeral kind of like a whatever Mm -hmm. was going on with um, Damon's wife passing from the previous episode, everybody is kind of like we called it. Everybody is all together, gathered uh, at her um, home, and you see just the multiple different interactions going there from like the the all the cousins interacting, and we'll get to that in a second. You see the king uh, like uh, greeting Damon. You see old Middlefinger uh, kind of floating there in the background and and what I found interesting was Dame but on the king's side you saw how the king uh, reached out to try to bring Damon back into the fold and it almost had me thinking it's like does the king kind of know like hey maybe I need to start shoring some stuff up because things aren't uh, depending on where he goes the power shift may go. So that I found one thing that was interesting that I did jot down there to uh, to, to make a point of. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even think of that point. That's a good point. He like may know that he needs Damon's power on his side because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he is—he's powerful. Like not only is he a warrior, but people follow him. Mm-hmm. So it's to have him on his side is is a big thing. And he's he's straight up old school Targaryen, you know. <laughs> he's gonna he's he's gonna go with well his old lady. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. just say it. <laughs> and then I guess the uh, the the next uh, thing that I wanted to touch upon it. This was a little point for me, but it was kind of curious when you saw the king. He was like he was tired from all the. Or whatever was going on with the um, with the uh, wake or whatever, and he uh, left with like the I guess that guy's like the uh, head of the king's guard and left for Kristen uh, there behind with the queen. Uh-huh. If you ask me, was there a little bit of tension that you're seeing there, or maybe I'm just reading into it too much? Yeah, I was. I think that um, because uh, oh gosh, what is his name? Um, it's Sir Westerling, I believe, is the the um, Lord Commander of the King's Guard. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the King didn't see the Queen as being important enough to have the head of the King's Guard. Yeah, <laughs> that's how and I saw it. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wow!" It's like, and it's the tro- I, it's not exactly been paradise, but is there some trouble going on there? What was that all about? So that was yeah. definitely an eye opener for sure for me. It was like she got her little man. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
and if we, if there's another thing you want to get to before, that's fine. But I want to get to the big contention of this episode, and that was where I always get the kid. I get the kid's name wrong. He's the second born of the king, uh, and where he's, we find out that he's the one that uh, ends up dragon napping for a better, uh, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. and he acquires a dragon and. With that, uh, he basically takes a dragon away from the uh, from one side of the board and puts it to another. And in doing so, mm-hmm. a huge brawl breaks out between. And it's not the well. Eventually, the adults get into it, but it's mostly the kids where they're kind of like all revealing what they actually know. And, the, and the, eventually, the prince gets scarred and his eye gets slashed out. And we'll get to what becomes that next. But just what's your thoughts on what, a getting the uh, uh, being uh, being man enough to actually step up and like say this is my dragon, like mm-hmm. and you can't tell me otherwise, and then just like going to his uh, cousins there and be like your bastard sons, and, and basically and just calling them out and just putting all that dirty laundry out there for everybody to see. Kind of like, mm-hmm. can't tell me nothing type of thing. Right. <clears throat> um, Amen. Um, at first, I was like, yay, he's doing it. <laughs> he's got a dragon. Like, you know, I'm sure like a lot of other people were cheering at first and then when he walked in and I saw the little girls I went he stole her dragon and it (laughs) what he had done and he straight up stole her dragon he had no right to claim her mother's dragon and I think that he was just so full of himself at that Mm -hmm. moment like no one could tell him nothing and so he said what he said about his cousin's you, you know, that they're just bastards. And really, it was Renera's sons. I think they got into it because they were protecting the girls. Yeah. Like, Jaceres was protecting um, Bela and Reyna because Eamon was going to go after the girls because yeah. he's, he's a little punk that would go after girls. And so, like, they got into it because they were protecting the girls. Fair enough. You know, this little punk just came in and stole this dragon and just waved it in her face and he just talking all this trash. He was asking for it. <laughs> and he hit the, and it's wild to me, the fact that he hit the girls too. Like now granted, like it's back then, it's obviously not like above hitting women, but seeing that, I was like, oh snap. He's hitting uh-huh. these little girls like, and he has no uh, remorse in doing so, right. and if given the chance, he might have like tried to kill one of them. You never know. So it was like, oh, snap. that's absolutely what was going to end up happening. He had that rock, and he was gonna, he was gonna smash one of their heads in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, he so. was gonna do it. Like that was that was the turn for him. And, and yeah, was like down the road, he's gonna be a, a villain for us for sure. And that. And that's kind of what I wanted to ask you next before we go to the next scene is we know uh, that Aegon, he's a clown, but now <laughs> and seeing this uh, developments in Aemon, who do you think poses the bigger threat moving forward? Like the one that's just like the careless or uh, and 
the careless, uh, 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 care, I don't keep saying careless, but the one that just basically uh, could give a damn about things and just feels uh-huh. entitled, or the cold, like, killer, which you, I, which I saw in the guy, uh, in Amon. That's how I, I think, he, that, to your point, you really got to watch this guy. He is yeah. something that's like, yeah, that guy, he seems like he's a ruthless dictator uh, welling up inside of him. Yeah, I think they're both going to end up being, you know, ruthless and totally cutthroat. But I, I feel like Eamon is more like it's personal. You know, he's more like a vendetta kind of guy, whereas um, Aegon is just kind of... like I feel like he's really going to be like the crazy one that really takes joy in like the torture of burning people with dragon fire and and stuff like that like in the way that Joffrey would Hmm. like he to your point he's a total he's a clown and he just went off and got drunk and everything (laughs) went down with his little brother because he he was drunk and he was just being stupid yeah, yep. like he was being he was being a frat boy. Let's do <laughs> that's exactly. what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think he's just gonna be that dumb kid that's totally entitled, like you said, and it's gonna be mean and he's gonna be ruthless, but I feel like it's gonna be aimed that his actions are always gonna be really personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Now and that speaks to us like, okay, Allison is wanting this like uh they, uh, wanting her kids to succeed, it's like, okay, what kind of your kids are growing up? They're both shitheads. They're horrible. It's like this, this is what the uh, the mother of like uh, you're supposed to be like. You consider yourself this noble, upstanding person, and your kids are horrible people. Like you can't expect the king. It ain't like he's raising them. He's falling apart as it is. So. It's like, what have you been doing this whole time that they've turned out like this? It really makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, the the little girl. Like, we don't really know much about her yet. She seems to be very, like, a bookish, you know, and, and yeah. problematic. It's the boys that are really going to have an issue. I don't know if she's like tried to rein them in or cover stuff up or I don't know. But I think she's like, like one it. of those, <laughs> I think she's one of those mothers that's just like, my boys can do no wrong. They're yeah. my boys. <laughs> and I'm glad you uh, you mentioned that. That's perfectly like uh, rolls into our next uh, scene here is fight happens and you see the queen instead of like, and eh, Excuse me, you can certainly understand her son, son lost an eye. So you can understand where she's upset. It's the fact that she's calling for the eye of another kid to be taken <laughs> and saying that she wants the blood of like uh, other kids. It's like, damn, can you chill for a second? It's like, um, yeah. how did it get to this point? And let's go ahead and try and deal with that first instead of like, Every instead of you uh, getting your vengeance, and it goes back to the scene we were talking about uh, last week in the preview. It's like it it adds up now because it's basically seeing everybody seeing out on blast how she is just 
a loose cannon there, basically. Yeah, she lost control of her emotions. And like the mask, it slipped away for that brief moment. <laughs> they saw it. Yeah. And, and it's now like they're all talking about her. And there's no like hiding that, like, hey, mm -hmm. she's got her own designs for how she wants things to be handled in the, in the country. So, yeah. And even, even Sir Kristen was like, nah, I ain't going to do that. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. as your protector. <laughs> He's like, I even I have my limits. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. Even that scumbag. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Hold on. Rewind, everybody. Monique has called Sir Kristen a scumbag. I never yeah. thought I would hear, the, hear those words Look, come out of her mouth. <laughs> he's still fine. <laughs> he's oh. still fine. He's still fine. But yeah, he's a scumbag. Like he hates Renera. Like you can taste it. Oh, yes. Just Very the way he looks at her, there's so much contempt on his face. And that um, actor is uh, awesome for that, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, that is. A, I'm glad you pointed that out because you could just tell. It's like, okay, did she really hurt you on the set or what, man? <laughs> the way the way you be shooting those dirty looks, it's like, okay, we get it. You're pissed. It's like you, you this, feel it, yeah. It's <laughs> like you thought this was your one true love. Guess not. So it's just like been harboring years and years of animosity. Clearly, yep. Because he got rejected. <laughs> and I guess this is a perfect way to kind of seg into the whole it's officially happened now. And I I guess you you can explain it away to me as much as possible as the Targaryen way. <laughs> but that's your niece, man. So <laughs> you're glossing over so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. So for those that are wondering, what's he talking about? Damon and Renera finally hooked up, and by the end of the episode, we'll get to that uh, uh, officially. But by the end of the episode, they end up getting married. But just what do you think of the whole like it's officially official with these two now? Because I was. You know how you know me. I was like, Ugh. but yeah, uh. <laughs> okay, we're all. Uh. But it's like, where do you think this leads into the into the future? Like in terms of, because clearly now Damon is like in Renera's camp, and like so that's just the balance of power there, somewhat. But it it brings up a, a fair point with Sir Kristen. At the beginning, the very first episode, we saw the joust and the, the battle between the two. I love that now you see you kind of have that parallel and you have that initial um, combativeness, combativeness between the two, and you shift to now in the season, you see where things are. How do you think that whole dynamic is going to play out? And with obviously with Renera being the one that broke. Uh, Sir Cole's heart, and now she's with her with her uncle. You know, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. Him and yeah. uh, Damon had that little that little thing yeah. in the list. Yeah. yeah, 
Ooh, okay. So that's something else to think about. Yeah, he's going to be around the castle. Well, you know what? I can imagine they'd probably be at Dragonstone, right? Yeah. So they're probably not even going to be around them much. It's going to be like out of sight, out of mind. But I'm sure he's going to hate it. And he's going to treat him the same as he treats her, even worse. I would imagine, though, once, once the inevitable battle like gets to where it's going to get to, they're going to be looking out for one another. I just envision that happening. Like, something's going to go down between those two. You think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. If, if not this season, it'll build to something uh, between where we're going to have a, a proper fight between those two. Like, I, I see that coming. You, you've written it uh, well enough where it's like, you got that initial tease in episode one where you're like, huh, who's this guy that's going up against a Targaryen? And then you kind of lulled everyone to sleep and then you've slowly built how he yeah. has gotten himself ingrained with everybody in the um, in, in the royal family. And now uh-huh. the person that he wants to lo- uh, love is now with this person that they had conflict with and you you can see where it's like okay once the fighting starts it's obviously gonna be he's gonna be on Allison's side and mm-hmm. David is gonna be on Renera's side and it's just gonna butt heads. Yeah it's all very twisty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows what direction that's gonna go? I don't see them like they're not I don't see any finality happening. Uh, between the two this this season like this is all i mean we have what three more episodes left yeah i i think so, if it doesn't move the plot forward i i don't know if they would even include it i don't think a, a battle like a big battle's coming this season but you're gonna have like the openings of like okay and we keep saying this but eventually when the king does die and there's gonna be that questioning of who is the rightful heir and then it's like, okay, maybe you're going to spend an episode kind of setting the stage. And then by early season two, that's when you're going to be having like the fight, the battles and the, uh, and the different conflicts that are going, that are going to be going on. That's going to see who succeeds on the throne. You're not going to get somebody like the, if the king dies and then somebody succeeding him from a battle all in this season. That's just count, trying to pack in too much. And by the end of this season, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be good to do that. Yeah, I. I don't think that Sir Kristen's going to make it out of this season, though. Oh wow! Yeah, really? I, just, I don't. I don't think he's important enough. Huh. Okay, so I, let me ask you this: How do you think he gets taken off the board then, if if he doesn't? Because three three episodes, it's like. How how are they how would they kill him off by then? I I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I think it's gonna be something of his like his own stupidity, like his own pride is gonna get him killed. Huh. Like he might say something stupid about uh, an yeah, somebody might say something over- stupid, might do something stupid, like and get caught up. Who knows? But I think it's gonna be like he's gonna be his very own undoing. Hmm. So I guess we could, before we get on with the rest of the scenes, I guess we could talk about that for a little bit. Who do you, uh, you've already said Sir Kristen is mm-hmm. not making it 
I've like been saying the king is dead for like the past couple episodes now. But like, who do you think in terms of like big big characters and that are still left? Do you see just not making it towards season two? Gosh. <clears throat> I don't know if it's going to be big big characters. I feel like the king for sure. Um, I do yeah. feel like Sir Kristen. I don't know, maybe the hand as well. Hmm. I don't know, it's hard to say. <laughs> I don't think they'd kill Otto off. If after they brought him, after they let him leave and then uh, mm-hmm. only to bring him back and kill him just a couple episodes in, I wouldn't, yeah. I couldn't see that happening. The queen, you're yeah. not killing her. You're not killing any of her kids or any of the kids for that matter. So I guess you kind of are limited in like who's uh, like who's left out of the big names. Then I guess uh, really, yeah, because so. there's really not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just in the very first season. The show is in its infancy, so we can't really even say like this is a big character or you know this is a big plot line. I, we think we still got to give it some more time. Well, too uh, early I, for I, predictions. I, well, I always look at it from like the perspective, like when Ned died in in OG Game of Thrones. It's like if you uh, like, obviously you read the books, you know it's coming. But like, are they gonna have like a, a shocking? Oh crap! This person died in this season. Type of event take place. Mm, I see. I guess they could. I, I guess with the king, if he were to die, he will be that one. But uh-huh. I mean, if you're just watching the show and you just look at the king's health, like what's <laughs> the likelihood that he's making it alive? If not, not by killing him, he's dying of sickness eventually. Yeah. Pretty surprised he's still around, but yeah, he's a tough old guy. That's saying something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now. I guess, uh, so we touched upon it a second ago. I guess we can go into the wedding uh, with uh, Rhaenyra and Damon, unless do you want to hit anything else before then. Uh, let's see. What what was important? Oh, well, how, did, how do we get to the wedding, I guess, is what's really important. Um, let's talk about uh, Sir Lainor for a while. Yeah, well, let's talk about <laughs> Sir Lainor. He was really, really, really beat up about his sister's death. Yeah. Like, he, you know, just obviously wanted to walk in the ocean with her. It really affected him. And he was, I don't know what was up with his cat. Like, what was up with Corliss? He was, why was he being so mean? (laughs) Did, Did you pick that up? Like, when he was down in the water? Like he told his boy to go get him or something like that. I was like, yeah, yeah dude. Um, but yeah, so he like he was really down. His sister just died. He's can't be him, you know, even confessing. Like when he was talking to Rhaenyra, he was like, I hate who I am. And the fact that she was like, I don't. I was like, oh, she was him. You know, who he is. That's, <laughs> that's such a great message. <laughs> 
but he's like, I love the boys. I want to do right by them. I want to do right by you. And I'm thinking, oh, like, oh, that's so nice. He just wants to, you know, he's going to step up and be dad and, you know, be that husband and that prince consort that he needs to be. Um, and, and then the thing happened. <laughs> yeah. when when uh Renera and Damon were talking about being together and the only way that that's possible um was if Sir Lanor was dead and immediately I was like oh my god kill him yeah <laughs> that's right where my head went um but then when she said something along the lines of that she she loved him um, then I was like, oh, she's going to fake it. She's going to fake it. And sure enough, they faked Homeboy's death. And I was like applauding it from my living room. <laughs> now, that was a, a great like little twist because I didn't see that yeah. coming. Cause, yeah. And it, it kind of was like, oh, snap. They really went through with it when I saw the charred mm -hmm. corpse. I'm like, damn, they killed him. But then you see him without his hair, dude changes his white uh, white dreads off for everybody that was uh, was wondering. He so I guess so you so you can't recognize him. So you, mm -hmm. going out to sea with his uh, with his uh, that he work. was with that he was <laughs> that that they were initially uh, setting him up as being the killer. So right. they sneak off to go to parts unknown, and it's like, oh okay, so. I guess Renera isn't as I wasn't as saying she was terrible, but the fact that she had hooked up with her uncle and all the other stuff was like, you know what? Are there any good people in this land? And but she <laughs> give over uh, letting him go off and be happy and do his thing. I yeah. did applaud for that. I appreciated that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I like that she was going to use that to her advantage she even said everyone's going to be talking saying that i did it let them talk yeah. i want them to think i did it you know because that just makes her seem more powerful more dangerous the winner obviously you know she had her she had her husband killed so she could marry her uncle and oh my god yeah. targaryen <laughs> so i love it it was it was a twist i was not expecting um but I, I loved it because she she was like, I'm going to send him away, you know, going to send him away. He's going to be happy. He can live his life and she can live hers and they can both be happy. Be happy what I, yeah. What I'm wondering is if um, Rainius and Corliss are, were, or eventually let in on what happened just to know that, you know, people and that's what I want to ask you about next is because if he isn't in on it, oh my God, the shit storm that could be coming from him. Yeah. So it, it, it makes you wonder, it's like, okay, that's really what I want to kind of see play out uh, is where does Corliss stand in all this? Because now he's the one that's on the board that you don't really know where things are going because if she did tell him and he was given a heads up, then obviously she has his support moving forward. If not, then yeah. Corliss will be like, you know what, screw it. I'm siding with the king when he really hasn't, for the whole season, hasn't really 
been shown to do that that often. So mm-hmm. that'll definitely be fascinating to watch for the next episode is just to see what did he actually know in that whole thing with his son. Because him cutting the hair off the son makes me think he's going into hiding. And him going into hiding kind of makes me think maybe his dad does know. But then the way he is, he was acting was like, he's doing a hell of an acting job, really thinking that he'd just live it, that his son was dying. So it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, you could tell you could tell me today, it's like, he's in on it, he knows, and I believe you. And then you could tell me that he had no clue and is truly pissed off, and I believe you too. Yeah. But you know what? Keeping the Valerian family in the dark would be dangerous for Renera because they could be like, okay, she did it. And, you know, think just like everyone else that she did it and she would not deny it. And then they could very well give their allegiance to the queen and her son. So that -hmm. would be dangerous of her to keep them in the dark about any of that stuff. Because she could have a great ally in Corliss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For we, sure. We know that he, he still had Damon's back, even though, you know, he ultimately lost his daughter. Him and Damon yeah. were still cool. So, yeah, that's a good that point to bring. was still solid. <laughs> Tons of intrigue, that's for sure. And it's like... Yeah. This was an episode that you really got to see, like, everybody, like, the the true snippy, like, ugly side of a lot of characters in this episode. Yep, they're, they're taking off the mask. <laughs> Just Allison uh, uh, trying to shake out. <laughs> yeah, she snapped. She totally snapped. <laughs> and she's she said it, you know, she's like been this whole time just trying to abide by all these rules and tradition and she's doing it for the good of whatever. <laughs> you know, she's a little bit perfect, doing it for everybody else basically. While Renera's out, you know, having babies with other men. <laughs> <laughs> just having a blast and she's very bitter apparently and so now, that came out now I want to play devil's advocate here for a little bit when it comes to Allison because if you remember before the time jump had happened before the the big um, wedding ceremony well the proposal with, uh, where things just totally shifted and she started wearing the green. When she started wearing the green, yeah. she was like, you know what? All, it's like, screw it. I, I, I could care less at this point. Mm-hmm. I actually felt for her because it's like she's in a relationship that she didn't want. Her dad basically was like, hey, you get in close with the king so that we could basically be in a good position moving forward here and you could end up having kids with them. Your kids could end up being on the Iron Throne. I never saw, from the little bit that they showed of her prior to that, I never saw that that was something that she was envisioning wanting for herself. She was content on just uh, living in King's Landing and being friends to Rhaenyra. And yeah, I she's think that's all she of, ever was. And then 
manipulated into this point, and now that she's here, she's basically having to see it through. Now, to her, she's done some machinations on her own. I'll grant that, but it's like seeing this. It's like, oh shit, you're like knee deep in it now. It's like it kind of made I. I just gotta say, I feel sorry for her. It's like it, it, she isn't uh, she, uh, she isn't exactly clean of any of this, but at the same time, it's like she was manipulated to be in this situation by Absolutely. her father, by Middlefinger, by a whole host of people, and it's like you just feel bad for her. That's how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. Her whole life, someone has been pulling the strings. She's had you know, no ability to make decisions for herself because she's a woman. So she's always going to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. And that sucks, obviously. But she's always done it. And she's always done it without, you know, griping about it. But all these men are making these decisions for her. And I, I did feel bad for her, like, when they were younger. And, you know, she even admitted that she was, she doesn't have anybody. Like, she's always with Sir Kristen. You know, mm-hmm. Even, you know, as she's older, she doesn't have anybody. She doesn't seem to have anyone at court with her. And, like, she has no life. She, has, yeah. she exists only to create heirs, male heirs. That's, that's what she's there for. That's her job. That's her only job. And, and to look pretty. You know, she's the trophy wife. She's young. She's beautiful. She's from a good and, family. And looking at this, uh, looking at that, and paralleling her to Cersei, you keep uh, when you bring up the parallels of the original show. Mm-hmm. While she isn't at that same level, of, well, Cersei, she obviously had more time to develop into that, but you can see it's like. I can't believe I'm actually saying I feel sorry for Cersei, but <laughs> there, there's points at the beginning of her, uh, what she was going through is that she basically was there for her kids mm-hmm. and kind of dragged into by her father too, and looking at it, uh, and to just kind of be that ruthless person, and while Allison, I wouldn't say is ruthless at this point yet, maybe she develops that over time, you see the makings of that that uh, coming to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know who knows with Cersei. We met her. You know she's already older. She's been married mm-hmm. for a really long time. She, we could tell she was already totally jaded. But mm-hmm. with Elicent, like we kind of see this slow progression from, you know, just a happy, content young lady to being lonely to being very just kind of bitter and now she's just angry and yeah. so we're, just, we're seeing this progression as she gets older and i'm i'm wondering like how how ruthless she is gonna get because that eye for an eye business that was brutal even Cersei had the freaking dire wolf killed and not aria stabbed <laughs> you know and <laughs> Allison was like I want that little boy's eyeball <laughs> it's ridiculous but that that just shows like the limits that she will go to for justice yeah so anything 
very, very interesting point. It's like, oh, it's like, are we getting where let's and hear me out on this. Let's say a scenario King is and this is just me like um, kind of the Niles whiteboard. Let's see a, a scenario where the king, if he hasn't passed, uh, like he, if he hasn't died, but he's pretty much dead for all intents and purposes. Like he's like bedridden. He isn't going on, getting around anywhere. And she makes it a point where she's like, nobody can see the king. He needs his rest. And she's basically her and her dad are just out there barking orders saying, do this, do that. Uh, I could see a scenario like that playing out too to your point where she like starts to go further down that path where it's like, okay, I could, I couldn't get what I wanted done when the King was in power. And now that he's, well, he's technically still the King. I, for one, me and my dad are running things and I'm setting things up so that when, that my kids will eventually succeed that as well and try to keep uh, Rhaenyra as far away from the throne as possible. I foresee that could possibly happen over the next couple episodes where King is out of commission but not dead, but she's like having everything set up to how she wants things and her family should want things moving forward. What do you think about while she's building strength, building an army possibly to combat once their king officially does pass and they can't like hide it anymore and it kind of they have their battle her versus Mm -hmm. Rhaenyra over like who takes the throne you make a really good point um i think well remember she's she's in bad with the king right now because of what she did all that bullshit she started and all the bastard business um so she's in bad with the king so what if you know they get home and it turns out like that's it he's bedridden and she's still not in his good graces, but she just kind of steamrolls everybody and keeps everybody from him and mm-hmm. like acts like she is in his good graces and, oh, the king wants this and that, you know, it just kind of keeps him a prisoner in his own bedchambers, like his little room that he has there, you know, and he doesn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. For sure. He planted a seed there in my brain. <laughs> Because, and I guess we could jump into like the what's uh, the next uh, the next preview. It looks like there's an, another like a little bit, but maybe not as far, but another time <laughs> jump. Because when you when they see Eamon again, he looks like another a completely different character. Like, and he's got yeah. an eye patch going on, and he looks uh, not way way older, but like some time has passed. So, taking that into account, and the fact that Obviously, the king is in poor health uh, right now. So, like, you can only imagine what a couple years does on him, mm-hmm. how he, what type of shape he's in. I could see that certainly happening where it's like, oh, yeah, the king is fine. He's alive. I saw him the other day. And when somehow he may just be dead over in a bed somewhere. And right. she's like, she's saying, oh, the king said he wanted this done. The king said he wanted this done. When in actuality, it's her and Otto that's like saying this should be done, this should be done type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's going to come down to something like that, like because he's the hand of the king, so he speaks with the voice of the king. Right, so, right. And you know, we saw him sitting on the throne, 
So exactly. I think it's going to be a matter of, you know, I speak for him. This is what he wants. And then the queen's right there going, yeah, that's exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I'm the queen. You know, so she's going to be right there to corroborate all of his little shit. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Renair is probably going to come back and be like, yo, where's my dad? No one's yeah. seen him. You know, where's he at? <laughs> and I, I think, think that that's how. Happen. Exactly. I think that's how things pop off. They might not necessarily be at King's Landing right away, but they might be like, wait a second. It, that doesn't sound like something my dad would want. That doesn't sound mm-hmm. like something like that. And then it's like, all right, let's go back to King's Landing. It's like, they're there, and they see how things have changed. I'm like, I want to see my dad. Like, oh, he's yeah. too ill to see you right now, or whatever they may come up with. And then it's just like, it, that's where the clashing starts. It's like, okay, well, if he's not around, I'm the rightful heir, and so I should be king. I mean, I should be queen. I should be on the throne at this point in time. That's where fighting starts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, there's so many theories just waiting. <laughs> to I, I, I like that theory, though. Now that I've actually talked it out in my head, I that's think a good that's one. definitely something that could happen where it's like, oh, snap. Let's just act like the king. Everybody clearly yeah. saw him looking like he was terrible to begin with. And I don't think they'll like poison him or anything. It'll just like naturally happen. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Like you could get middle finger, hey, hook up some type of potion to get the king looking uh, uh, to kill him off or something like that. Because you got to figure he's got something up his sleeve too that still mm-hmm. we haven't seen the last of him, I'm sure. Yeah, he he very much wanted to shore up his position with the queen, and she kind of gave him confirmation there at the end, saying, "Hey, I'll call you when I need ya. you." Know, exactly. I, I I need you as a friend. Um, it, she was very reluctant to do so, but I think that guy might also play a part in in their shady business to come, mm-hmm. which is certainly going to come. <laughs> yeah. And huh. Now, 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 I just gotta kind of, kind of let this play out a little bit because now I'm thinking it's like, huh? Do I want to? Hey, we had talked, but and I do still want to go back and watch season three. But now I'm kind of curious. It's like, how does this end? How does like the whole like the fight? Because you gotta figure like this is obviously what leads to like, and not the direct cause, but like the beginning uh, stages of like okay the Targaryens like drop from mm-hmm. here like because clearly there isn't as many dragons roaming around as there are now so it's like okay what uh, becomes the dragons like how like like whose like bloodline is it that's still going when it's the mad king that's uh, let the one that's up who, who is it that's like is that that has that going so, so it's like oh I want to I want to read and catch up to it, and I want to watch season three, but I kind of want to let it play out, too, and see if my theory is proving right. Yeah, you know what? I know what that is all about, and I still have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm going to go and see what it was. Just, you know, take a look at that scene. Like, you're not going to be super surprised about it. You'll totally be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But 
I don't think it'll affect like any like perception of the show moving forward because I'm still guessing. It's okay. still honestly totally guessing. Hmm. Interesting. Not because I'm, I'm also curious to see how they're going to approach the second season or, you know, are they actually going to tie up this story in this first season and move to another reign in the next season oh because you know this this first book fire and blood it covers the targaryen history from you know this point to another point and then the next one is going to cover from that point to the next point so i wonder how it's gonna go that way or if it's just going to continue to roll you know season to season continuation of the story kind of like game of thrones that is We're just pretty kind of dope. It's going to be like cycling through. That actually is pretty dope. If you, if it's kind of um, built like that, it's like okay, this is this particular reign in the Targaryens, and then it shifts to the next like big like mm-hmm. in terms of like who was the power broker at that time, and it goes from their beginning to like their end or whatever, mm-hmm. and it eventually leads up to it. It's like oh, here's our yeah. son. Uh, and then it's like, oh, that's the Mad King right there when he was a baby. So Right. Like, you get that full story of each reign. You know, yeah. you're not getting bits and pieces. You're getting to see, you know, once they took the throne and to their death and who came after. I actually would like that. I don't know if they'll do yeah. that. That would be pretty dope if they did that. Like, if they did that, they could keep going for so many seasons. Oof. A lot of story, and then you could even flesh out like some of the um, other uh, things that we've talked about. Like, what other things are going on with different houses? Yo, before I forget, spin off, spin off. You're gonna be excited. Sea snake coming. Seriously? Yup. Huh. Yeah, I I guess there are several um, different spin offs that are in the works, and the sea snake is going to be uh, a spin-off huh okay yeah so take a look at that i don't really know much about it like i don't know if it's going to be you know corliss now corliss later younger who knows still interesting though yeah i'm absolutely would watch that i think he's a really interesting character yeah and the thing is is like they've shown bits and pieces of them but it's like you could you definitely could have shown more of like what's going on with them for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Good to know. So it looks like we'll we'll be getting some some more like character stories, which is nice. I I love getting these other character stories. Sometimes, you know, when they're a part of this huge ensemble cast, you you find a character that you really like, and you don't get a lot of them, and it's so unsatisfying like I really am liking um the character of Princess Rainey's and I liked that we got to see her more this episode but I don't know if we're gonna see her more moving forward but she's she's the boss (laughs) because you gotta figure things are gonna shift to back to Mm -hmm. King's Landing at this point you really don't have anything to tie up with them at at that point Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, they've so, got um, they've got the kids, but you know they're Damon's kids, I, I'm, and I'm sure that they're going to be raised by Renera with her boys. Mm-hmm. 
And now, now it's got me thinking. You got to be thinking all types of different spinoffs. But at the same point, <laughs> it's what we said about one of our very first episodes that what I don't want to have happen is that this turned into like a Star Wars thing. It needs right. to be con- it needs to be contained. You can't. You don't have to do a story about each and every single thing. It's like make sure you uh, that you keep the IP like sacred. Like I don't like for example a a, a, a spinoff of the Sea Snake. I'm fine with if they did a spinoff of Sir Kristen. I'd be like, okay, why? Oh come on, I, there's no story there. <laughs> <laughs> but but like seriously though, it's like that's where things will start to get out of control. It's like and then. Mm-hmm. Get a spin off of Middle Finger and see what he ends like. So no. that's, let's, let's draw the line at like top shelf characters and like where it's like, okay, there really is something in depth here, but we couldn't show it all in this season with this person. Yeah, Corliss Valerian is a very interesting character, and I'm definitely interested in his story. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. But definitely a good a good episode. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm still uh, on an eight just because the, and maybe it was because the the slowing at the beginning, but it definitely picked up with the theft of the dragon and then the kid, <laughs> yeah. the kid getting ignorant. So that was uh, a, a <laughs> kid getting ignorant. Oh, did that, by the way, did you catch what he said about um, uh, Aegon is has to marry his sister? No, nah, uh-uh. you didn't catch that. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Yeah. So apparently, um, he, him, and his sister are gonna have to get married. Oh, per the queen. Oh God. Yeah, because uh, I think Aemond was like, "Oh, it's just not so bad," and Aegon was like, "You marry her then." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? These Targaryens, it's like, you know what? It's so weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Robert had a point. <laughs> I'll just say, Robert was right. Just end him. Just end him. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. Remember, though, Daenerys, her parents were siblings. Oh. So, and she expected that she would have married the series. Wow. Yeah. Mary series, that guy. Something oh. else, sure. Must be that name. <laughs> like I said, I did have some sympathy for the king this episode. Because you could see at the end of the we've been searching for our good hearted person, and he's uh, probably closest to being that good-hearted person for sure, and it's just like a good-hearted person cannot win in this horrible land, that's for sure. Yeah, a good man can't be king. No way. No. No. Because no. it passed he, from... He's tired. He's tired. He's just bear. dealing with all the infighting and the bickering, and it's just, he's over it. Like He's tired. He's falling to pieces. Let him rest. Exactly. Let that poor dude rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one uh, thing that I want to hit on before we bounce is I- I'm glad you brought up the good, uh, good, uh, a good person can't be king because you see it with Viserys and then you see it with 
Ned, where it's like a good noble guy, and he is taken off the board right away. And then you mm -hmm. saw it especially with John as well. It's like John was just an upstanding dude, just trying to do right by people. And you saw how his own people in the Night's Watch turned, mm -hmm. turned their back on. It's like, can't just one person be decent and be king? Please. That's a no. <laughs> Especially in this universe, sir. Where have you been? <laughs> Are you new here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. But oh, uh, you know what? I did want to uh, talk about one quick thing before we uh, before we bounce. Not Game of Thrones related, but did you, have you seen the previews of The Last of Us kind of leading in to the Game of Thrones uh, episodes? Um, you know what? I caught the tail end, like literally the last couple seconds, and I saw that um, it was little girl. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Little Mormont. Little Bear. Yep. Yes, yep. I love her. Okay. I, I might I'll, check it out. And for those of you that don't know The Last of Us, like the, the video game, oh my God, story-wise, you will love it. Like this adaptation looks like it is spot on of what the, what the video game is gonna be. And if it matches like the beats of the game at all, that's a definitely must watch for me next year. I'll say that here and now. And she's a great actress. And then you've got um, Pedro Pascal, who he's a fantastic actor. Yep. He's great. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're getting quality there for sure. Yep. And then I, I never watched the show, but like the showrunner for Chernobyl, is doing it and they say he's awesome so it's like they're really kind of pouring everything into it so I was like okay definitely got my attention <laughs> yeah no, let's forward to yep 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 all right Monique so I enjoyed our talk again once again this evening this has actually been our longest show can't okay, if you can believe it <laughs> <laughs> It was it was an interesting episode. There was a lot of stuff to talk about, man. And there's like so much that we left out. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot that went on. But we could go on for like hours. That's the thing. We could pick this thing like dry. We could pick it off the phone. Got that right. Got that right. <laughs> Trust me, if I wasn't like dog tired, we probably would. So uh, full disclosure. <laughs> We'll probably do like a blowout podcast on the season finale just to warn everybody. We'll probably, uh, uh, if you're willing, we'll probably do like a, a long, long deep dive. So we'll go much longer than this episode. So looking yeah, forward to that. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. For sure. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, everyone. I am needing to get me some Z's. And I will freely admit that this coffee has not helped. I've been trying to splash some water on myself to keep me going, but um, I am simply exhausted. Like work has kicked my butt this this past week, and I am so looking for my vacation time. But before that time does arrive, we will be recording a new episode next week. And definitely looking forward to that. For sure. It's going to be another juicy one. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I thank you very much, Monique, for spending time with me here this evening. 
for everyone that's listening. Once again, we can't uh, can't thank you enough. We actually have picked up a few new listeners from uh, different countries. I noticed. I've gotten oh, some. I've gotten some feedback from the Netherlands and from Germany. If you would, if you don't nice. believe it, I, I checked uh, before we started. I was like, oh wow, we've got ten percent listeners in Germany right now. That is crazy. So. Thank That's you, everyone. Cool. I love the internet. Thanks, guys. <laughs> exactly. I we appreciate you guys so much. Shouts out, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Take care. Deuces, everyone.